I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Hello there. <laughs> why is this more awkward than it normally is? Because I know. I was like, so why many extra people. Hi. Anyways, welcome to a very special episode of Return to Camp Half-Blood, where this week we are joined by not one guest, but two guests. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Can you please introduce yourselves? Our guests, oh, not, not, sure. not the people who are here every week. Uh, I'm Allison. I'm, I'm, I go to school <laughs> with, with Brayden, even Ava. Um, I'm a Leo, and um, I'm here for the time. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm Drew. I also go to school. Um, <laughs> I, I'm also here for a good time. Just want to say before we start this, I love this series of books so much, and I'm so ready to talk about this. Yes, love to hear it. Hell yeah. Allison, are you going to admit that you don't love the series of books? I think I'm more here for like the musical part than the Percy Jackson part. Definitely true. We did. So like I'm, I'm like a little, so I can give some different insight perhaps, but we shall see. I'm also, oh, I should also say this. I'm also here to talk about the musical because I am a fan of garbage musicals. Let it be. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not saying that this musical is garbage. I just, I love a Carrie 1998 moment. Not 1998, 1988 moment. 1988, yes. Period. So, I love a Grey Gardens moment. I love Period. Yes. Right. Right. I love a little niche moment. So let's get started. Got it. I also have to ask uh, Drew, not Allison, because she's not a huge Percy Jackson fan, so she's not going to have an answer. But uh, what is your cabin? Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. You have no idea, like, the years and the summer nights that I spent by myself being, like, couldn't be Apollo. Like, I did full diagrams. (laughs) Like, I fully, like, dissected my personality and myself. Here's what I've come to the conclusion. And this may shock everyone on this call. (laughs) And I understand this is a controversial opinion. I understand what I'm about to say may rock the boat. I'm not saying that I'm I'm one for stability. What is it, Drew? I just okay. tell me, tell me. Okay, look at me. Don't look at me. Podcasting <laughs> <laughs> is an auditory medium. I I understand. I'm regretting speaking. Please tell us. Um, Aphrodite, I think. Wow. That okay. was- <laughs> not for the looks but because because I no love, one can see what you look like <laughs> I love a little persuasion I love a little speech and it could be we could swing into Dionysus territory if we wanted to go there but like that's not really a house nor is it like any known children yet so like we're not gonna go there okay. but I do think he's kind of where it hits the most interesting do you think or do you hate remember when you said you like speech I love like I love vocabulary. I love English. I love speech. And- I get that. I just think I think the most interesting thing about that is that 
we've so far had one other guest and they were also a child of Aphrodite. Yeah. Uh, Divya Bhatia. Huge. <laughs> we love her. Oh, she's um, wonderful. Wow. Okay. Cool. What did you expect me to say? I don't know, like Hades or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was yeah. thinking this was going to go Dionysus, actually. Like, I thought that was going to be your controversial opinion. I did have a crush on Nico D'Angelo, let it be known. Everyone did. Yeah, absolutely. I was his number one fan, um, bisexual king, like all that or whatever. But um, I, everyone says Dionysus, but like, it makes no sense. Because like, where is the lineage? <laughs> I also ask you if you had to guess what cabin you were. What? Yeah, actually, let's hear Alice. I would like to know. Yeah, like what Greek god would be your parent? Oh, um, I mean, I'm a Slytherin, so I'd probably say either like Hades or Poseidon. Oh my god! And she's a Leo, so of course she picks two of the big three. <laughs> I don't. I subbed it. Or like a the I don't even know boys. I'm here to talk about music. What would you type me as for the people that don't know who I am? Me, I'm the only person who doesn't know who you are. No, like the people listening, Drew. Like we did live. I'm forgetting this is. Never mind. Don't. It's okay. I can. Maybe I'll take a quiz one day. I mean, I'm gonna say Aries. No, no, Wait. right, but or Athena actually. Not Athena. actually, she's all talk. I love you, but you're all. T- you're right. She is all talk. <laughs> I just fight if I wanted to. I would you just. Be- Allison, would be- Allison, you would beat me in a fight, but that's not a that's not a big thing. That's not hard. I could beat everyone on this podcast would beat you in a fight. A cricket could beat you in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet most ghosts could beat you in a fight. Anyway, Even the ghosts? Jackson musical. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the first Jackson musical. Um, All right. So I guess let's start off by talking about seeing it. Just like our experience seeing it. <laughs> Who, wait, we have, so we have two stories here. Do we want to go chronologically? I was thinking. Recent? Yeah. So, so, so Drew and Neve saw it first. So they should go first. We saw it in previews. Yeah. We saw it when it was in its off Broadway run before it even went on tour or anything. Mm-hmm. Like the very first time. With the that original it was, cast that also transferred to Broadway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we saw it with them. Um, it was in, uh, from someone who's seen both the Broadway production and the off-Broadway production, they were very, very, very similar things. One just clearly had, like, a little bit higher budget, but the set was almost exactly identical. Um, Yeah, it was a fun time. We went to go see it with our other two friends from high school. It was a very, like, last-minute trip, but it was was fun. They won lottery tickets, I think, right? Yeah, they won... um, You were in the balcony? Yeah, we were in, like, the front row balcony. It was nice. It was good. Fun times. I guess we had, like, a rather similar experience then. I feel like ours was a little more of an adventure, though, because yeah. we did come from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like, a, what if... We got on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, a what weird if, bus. An R bus. An R bus. Remember the lady on the phone who wouldn't shut up about the fruit-colored boots? Oh, yes. On the, on the way, but... I have such... The bus didn't drop us off at any major terminal. It was like 20 seconds 
and Second Avenue. Yeah, it was we had to like put reservations for the bus in, and then it dropped yeah. us off like on the street. It's kind of like a uh, what if we take like the R bus on a random weekend and try and get rush tickets to see Percy Jackson the Lightning Thief musical? Haha, just kidding. Unless and then we like did yeah. it. We actually yeah. Because what was happening was like Neve and I is kind of like when we first became friends in college we're like we should like go see the percy jackson musical together but like we weren't super good friends when like we first (laughs) talked about it and then like it kind of like every like few weeks we were like what about what about seeing what what if we saw it and eventually we committed to it and allison is not a huge fan of percy jackson but just wanted to go into the city so she like who doesn't want and like who doesn't love organizing a good trip? Like True. I mean a lot of people. I love, a list. I love an itinerary. <laughs> Me too. But like I mean, we had a great time in New York and then that was just like another an activity we did. So I had a great time and like got some good um like entertainment out of it. And like yeah. Yeah. You're right. We did we went we did some shopping. We uh ate at the largest Applebee's in the world. world. In the world. Yeah. World. Don't, don't, don't bigger. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll tell you, it's pretty similar to any other Applebee's, just on a bigger scale. The menu items are no different. Uh huh. It's just a lot of floors. But yeah. We also. I remember getting up at like the crack of dawn to like get on that bus. We got up very early. Yeah. The R bus in that random parking lot. I thought we were gonna kill, like, get killed. Yeah, it was like a parking stop too. It was not a bus stop. Yeah, it was really. Safety weird. numbers. There were. There were I'd so, do it again. That was fun. I it was, again. It, really wasn't it was the nighttime was like, please make sure the Uber is in the lot. But by <laughs> oh yeah, timing Uber. That was kind of like, oh, it's a brisk morning. It's yeah. Like, yeah. The nighttime, I was like, please have the Uber there when we get there, or I will literally cry. The timing Ubers with buses is not a child's like not child's play. It's difficult. <laughs> it's two yeah. unpredictable mediums that you have to <laughs> toy with. Like together, awful. But the Percy Jackson musical was good. (laughs) Yes, yes, we got rush tickets for it. Um, we also sat in about the same place that I think you guys did the first time. If Neve, you were there both times, so yeah, it was like (laughs) we really thought we could like sneak our way down from the balcony in Act Two if there were like no open seats, and then we or if there were open seats like after like the act ended. But then we realized, like, there were people that worked there to prevent just that. Well, I I think we could have, but our seats were really good. I'd rather watch shows from the balcony, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our off-Broadway theater was so small that the stage was literally two feet in front of us. Yeah. Like, the balcony was here and the stage was here. It was, like, not even... It was really good. It was nice. Yeah. All right. So... I have a little bit of an itinerary here written in my uh, merch uh, notebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our Return to Camp Half-Blood notebook. Amazing. Um, anyways. <laughs> buy a notebook. Yeah, they're on Redbubble, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a Redbubble Red store. Oh, my God. She said, are they actually? Uh, well, Neve doesn't tell me anything. I'll buy it. We have a ton of, <laughs> we have a ton of merch there. Go check it out. Yeah, we do. Audience, too. We're going to plug a Redbubble store again. <laughs> Every episode. And but now. <laughs> okay, first question. 
we're going to do favorite and least favorite song. We're going to start with favorite because least favorite's more interesting. Oh. <sighs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> it's Drew. <laughs> Drew's raising his hand. <laughs> so, there, the musical numbers within the show, I think, are really well canonically timed with the events of the book. Like, you noticed that was, like, very contrary to the movie. <laughs> Sorry, Neve is whispering in my ear that I'm being too... <laughs> no way. Keep going. I think, like, not only were the plots of the book, the plot events of the book followed so well, but also, like, the comedic beats of the book were followed so well. Like, they literally mm-hmm. took the jokes from the book and did formatted them so well on stage. But I loved... Any of the songs that George Salazar sung. Any of the songs. Oh, we didn't see him. Oh, we did not see him. Oh, you didn't see him? No. When we saw it, it was... Um, oh, yes. It was Bell Javier. Yes. Oh. It was the oh, I saw George Salazar. Yeah. He's, <laughs> the, he's the only different person we saw, right? My I, I don't think so. I think it's, like, largely different. Like, I looked on Wikipedia... Yeah, um, we saw knows? different, um, like, oracles and different... Magicians. Which was so sad, because I love the woman who... Yeah, played. the woman who does it on smacks. She literally... I saw her in color... Oh, my God, I love her very much. <laughs> oh, Carrie Comprere? Is that who you're talking Yes! About? I saw her in color purple. She was the understudy for Sophia the night that I saw it. Yeah, she's amazing. She also does Forever um, on Shrek. Yeah! <gasps> Period. I love her. Oh. I think she's ridiculously talented that's how you measure talent it is in slam forever from shrek like it's over do not let that go to your head (laughs) oh i thought you were okay good you were a forever production on a donkey pot pie production i like donkey pot pie better (laughs) donkey pot pie is ugly i sorry Um, my right. favorite song. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry. What's your favorite song, Allison? Um, probably the the good kid, the good kid, because he he looked really good when he and like, <laughs> he said good kid because Chris McCarroll is cute. No, I mean like it was a lot of just watching him. Like the blocking was very like stereotypical male lead with a dream, or not like a dream, or maybe, you know. <laughs> Yeah, very I want song. Yeah. I I associate my grand plan with positive feelings just because I had heard it so much beforehand. And when you hear something you know, it's always a good time. Like going to Hamilton and already knowing the entire soundtrack, <laughs> like you have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine was also, it's it's basic, but no, my favorite is also Good Kid. Just because I, I don't know, like ordinarily, like, Looks good. Big I Want song. I'm like, I like it, but it's not usually my favorite. I don't know. There's something about it that like gets so stuck in your head and you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. And so we just for that alone, you know. Percy so much that like seeing this song and his character portrayed so well on stage was like a little like moment. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, I have, I was going to say my grand plan because like, Annabeth, obviously. But, like, it's really tied with DOA. Oh. It literally goes so hard. It goes so hard. That's why my my favorites are tied between DOA and Son of Poseidon. Because Son of Poseidon has everything I want from good. But then with that one, too. 
Like when he goes like face the tide inside of me, I'm like, oh. Monsters also go so hard. I yes. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I'm going with DOA though. Like that song. That song smacks. That song's fair. It really does. Oh, uh, second for mine is Ride. I love a good ride. Oh, Drive. Drive. Sorry, not Ride. Oh, Drive was good. That's what I do remember. For some reason, I thought it was going to be a cover of the song Drive, like from Wreck It Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) If you got the key. Oh, it's by Rihanna. Um, You shut up and drive? (laughs) From Wreck It Ralph? (laughs) (laughs) I I was just going to go with it. And then, and then, then I, oh my God. Yeah. Wait, that was so. <laughs> Shut um, up and drive. Yana, drive. Listening, I'm oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my favorite song from Ricky Ralph. Listen, Were you thinking of When Can I See You Again? Absolutely not. That's, That's the only song I, I can I think of from Ricky Ralph. It's in Wreck It Ralph because when <laughs> she's testing the go kart. That they made at the go kart factory. <laughs> I'm a Wreck It Ralph this well. <laughs> I do I, love Wreck It Ralph. Let me know why I remember Wreck It Ralph better than the musical we're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, you've probably seen Wreck It Ralph more times. That's true. We could talk I'm, about that. <laughs> I, do, I do have to take a moment and look up the Wreck It Ralph soundtrack. I, I just need to see if Shut Up and Drive yeah, is the drive, one, the drive one was good. I promise you it was actually I mean, a movie. The story beats of Wreck It Ralph. It I'm- was. You're right. Wreck It Ralph podcast. So funny. Oh. Can I just quickly say we're all gonna have the same pick for least favorite song. Oh right? my no, God. we're not. We're not. I mean, I, I I know what your pick is and I agree with it. And okay. well. What are we what are our least favorite songs? Let's share. I mean like what what's your least favorite song in Percy Jackson and why is it the prologue? Like, it's... <laughs> my least favorite song in Percy Jackson and if it's not the prologue, why is it not the prologue? The campfire song! Honestly, I, I don't know if... I like the campfire song. I don't know if this makes any sense, but the prologue sounds mm-hmm. like if fan fiction could be a musical. Exactly. Like, exactly! I mean, I think both of them. I think they tie. The gods the- are real. Like, the problems within the prologue are so much more prevalent than in mm-hmm. that song than in the campfire song. The campfire song is stupid, but that's a moment within the book where that's supposed to be stupid. It's, it's kind of like, yes. I just like the angst for no reason gets me. I'm like, what? how the Met Gala had the theme of camp? Like, the campfire song knows it's campy and recognizes yeah, that about really itself. That exactly. I guess. Who is getting a phone call? Allison. Allison forgot to turn on Do Not Disturb. The unprofessionalism. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the prologue literally sounds like some angst. It literally sounds like Neve's middle school notebook. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> 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 from eighth grade and was like, yeah, my mom sucks. <laughs> my fucking parents. <laughs> No, okay, that's fair. I, I have been swayed. It's it's terrible. And it's a terrible way to open the musical when you consider how the book opens. When we went to Gus, really true. Well, see, see but the, the, the moment that that breaks and he goes, I didn't want to be a half-blood, it's like 
it's worth it. It's worth sitting through. That's the thing, you know? Sit through it. That's the thing. The musical should just open with, I didn't want to be a half-blood. I don't know. I think it needs something before it. Nah. I think they were trying to do, like, the... When we went to go see it, we were sitting next to each other, and, like, that first song, like, rolled out, and we turned to each other, and we were like, we just wasted $60 on a shitty show. Like, Oh, we no. Bad. Because, like, it, it didn't have a recording or anything out yet. Like, it was in its off-Broadway no run. And no press. So we were literally yeah. like, it's going to be awful. Like, we really thought we were going to sit through another movie-type beat. And then all the songs got, like, exponentially better. But then when it hit the, I didn't want to be a half-blood, yeah. we were like, okay, we're in it. We're in for the long haul. But, like, we really thought it was going to be so bad after that first. We thought it was going to be another movie situation. It's not a great first impression. It's not. No. So because I personally count the prologue and day I got expelled as one song, I didn't say it was my least favorite. My least favorite is their sign. Because out of everything, exactly, your faces are exactly why. Because I will listen to, I will listen to the prologue if I'm listening to the soundtrack, I'm not listening to their sign. I am skipping it. I mean, it is the hurricane. (laughs) When you listen to Hamilton, you're skipping hurricane. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) if that's your favorite song, like we can talk. I'm just probably not going to agree. I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's something. I don't know. I I feel like the reason hurricane's not enjoyable to listen to doesn't have much to do with the song. (laughs) (laughs) my god Lin Manuel Miranda if you're watching I'm so sorry <laughs> if you're listening in the eye of the hurricane there is quiet alright well, this is not what this is about we were married then. I dislike yeah. it because it's not memorable but yeah think- your sign or that sign is a good is a good breathe moment it's a moment for an yeah. audience it works in the show I, I think I don't know. Audience member who hasn't seen the book or the movie, who's walking into seeing this for the first time, being like, "Okay, I can understand what's uh, happening. I have a moment to appreciate and kind of contemplate this story that's going on." It was simply for Allison because no one else who I didn't see like Percy Jackson saw this musical. Oh, I can get with that because let's say you're a parent who your like 13 year old son has dragged you to this show and you've never read it it's easy enough to understand. Like, they kind of hold your hand in telling the story. So, like, it is, like, that is a good point that they have some breather songs to, like, let everyone comprehend what's going on because it's kind of wild. I also think, I don't know, it's interesting that, like, that's why. Um, For you, Brayden, because, like, for me, the most boring song isn't always my least favorite, you know? Yeah. Like, just because I skip it doesn't mean... I I don't know. I agree, but, like, that's, I think, the angle, like, as I was taking. Because, like, even though the prologue is bad, I will listen to it. Like, I will sit there and be like, (laughs) I didn't want to be a half-blood. I mean, there is something... Well, that's the wrong part. You understood what I meant, though. That was the wrong part of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's really good. He's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, what did we think about the style of the show? Creativity and collaboration. Um, No one's going to get that joke. I thought the set 
was very minimal and kind of, um, I mean, there was a lot of, there were a lot of like ladder ramps, like it kind of looked like they were constructing it still, but then there were other parts, it was very like, I don't know, bare bones. And like, it was obvious that that was a choice because like when Broadway shows do that, you know, they have some sort of money and it was a choice. Um, And like, they had some innovative ways of like bringing them together and like kind of putting people on top of rolling ones to like make it look dramatic. And then I really like the way they did um, some of the like monsters and minotaurs and stuff. I don't think, I don't think there was another choice that could have handled the tone of the show as well as this one. Yeah. Consider how much the scenery changes and the setting changes within the story. There's no way that they could pull that off with a basic uh, backdrop or a basic wall. There's no way. So to keep it minimal, I think, was like a strategic move in the sense that they knew they could engage an audience without having them be like, now we're at a camp. Now we're in the Empire State Building. Now we're in some random cave. Everyone got where we were without having to have that whole move on set, have it for a second. Everyone realizes we're somewhere different. You could just follow the characters along very easily. It was very palatable. It, it was also very Dora-esque because they, cause they were kind of... <laughs> Because they would kind of say where they were at. Like, here we are in this cave. And you'd be yeah. like, okay, great. Like this, I mean, like, it, it's very, like, Shakespeare typical. Shakespeare, like, exactly, I was going to say, yeah. Like, like Shakespeare set is, like, a bare minimum set where they're like, and now we are in Scotland. Yeah. 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 Shakespeare? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think... My fair, I think I've said this before, um, but I love that it feels like a Star Kid show with a ah, big budget. It does. <laughs> Isn't that everyone's dream to Star Kid shows with big budgets? <laughs> no. But like. <laughs> Drew does not agree with me. No. No, no I love Star Kid shows, but I think, um, I think there's something really cool about Percy Jackson that it's. It's very lighthearted. I've always said this, even when I was in middle school and like a huge stan. This is a this is a series that knows you are a child reading it, but doesn't treat you like one. That's exactly. True. Yeah. As a respected audience member and as a person who's consuming this like medium of Greek mythology fan fiction, but like. <laughs> So well, and so, uh, like, it never once says in the books that you are a child reading this and we're going to treat you like a child. It never once is, like, resorting to fart jokes or, like, some sort of, like, oh. kid-esque writing. It always keeps you engaged <laughs> on a level that I think, like, a, an adult could read, to be honest. That's and I it. think when that translated to the stage, they did it so well. Whereas I think even if you're an adult walking into this musical, I think you can still have a fun time it, yeah you're not going to walk yeah, in on boulevard or greek tragedy but i think you're going to walk in and be able to consume it without without regurgitating it <laughs> like without having a moment of like you're not walking in and seeing aladdin like you can walk in and see the show and be like there are some themes in here that i can pick up on that are like like for example when his father is obviously not around in the beginning of the show that's a huge theme within the books that is touched on a lot, but in on a stage medium, you don't have that level of narration. So we can't have Percy saying to the audience, here I feel like my dad is really an asshole for leaving me and my mom, but I do have to go on this quest anyway. 
Whereas the stage, it translates a little bit more to like when she sings that song to him about, I forget what it's called, about everything being blue when they're near. Yeah, um, blue, Dabadita, that one? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting and cool that they translate it through a different way. And I think it's it, a tad more adult and Strong. a tad You're right, yeah. palatable to a, to a broad audience rather than a specific audience. I agree with that, yeah. Also, this is, I don't even know if this is a style thing, but, like, the characters act. <laughs> like, the characters the- act. No, no, fuck you. You know what I meant. The characters are, like, not. Embodying their characters. Exactly. Like, yes. they're adults. And, like, you can clearly see the actors are adults. But, like, they are acting like 13 year olds like acting the script was written yes. for yes. like the script was written like the character's age in the book and av- having just watched the movie where like mm-hmm. they're like, weirdly college where kids. she's like i'm a 13 year old girl with a d-cup <laughs> and grover was not fucking anyone yeah <laughs> they're like somehow like kind of at frat parties but like for the gods like they're like acting like older teenagers <laughs> like in- yeah drinking and you're like, I, like I, it, just, it was nice that the show is written in a way that like the characters are acting like the age they are in the books mm-hmm. not the necessarily age that they look adults playing kids in musicals is usually very effective like it's very spelling bee-esque yes mm-hmm. whereas like when I went to see School of Rock and like the kids were the kids, not that like kids are annoying. <laughs> no, I agree. I also have a vendetta <laughs> against child actors. I mean, like it's hard to like look at a kid for like a long period of time in a Broadway show and be like, I am here for you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't want to like crap on kids. No, but I agree. Like I, whenever I watch like a kid in a musical, I'm like, you're not emotionally able to handle what you're doing right now. This is going to screw you up for life. Also, like, you know, I worry for them. I do. <laughs> I, I liked the adults playing kids, though, especially like the rather immature, immature, immature moments. Um, no. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun to just see them lose their shit, like, as if they were 13. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wow. I didn't mean to shit on kids there. They, they do good sometimes. <laughs> they do do oh, good sometimes. <laughs> Every kid, all of them. Again, Rihanna, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Lin Manuel, children, <laughs> my trio of apologies. <laughs> I love that this is my first time on this podcast, and I can already tell it's endorsed by Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will have to say this is the first time we've talked about Wreck-It Ralph on. The, actually, I won't say that. I don't know if it's not because we talk. We get wildly off topic sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I. We might have addressed the fact that I look like Fix It Felix. You look like I was just about to say that. I'm just yes. Right. Oh, oh my god! He just realized that it's true. <laughs> so much more apparent when he shaves. You're going to cut this bit out because it doesn't matter. But, like, when he's... Hold on. (laughs) Wait. I will pause. Okay, so, yes. I look like a fixed Felix. Let's move on. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, I want to talk about... So, obviously, this is a better adaption than the movie. But what stuff that was in the book but not in this do we miss? Hmm. 
That was a real stumper. Allison yeah. cannot answer this question. I must say, I've read the book. It's just been a while. Like, I haven't reread it like you guys. If oh. you were a real fan of this podcast, you would have. Yeah. Reread. I'm rereading it right now. Last time I read for fun might have been like, I don't Allison, know. Allison, we go a chapter a week. Oh. It is not difficult. Or two chapters a week. Listen, you know I have an essay due in like 24 hours and I haven't. Oh, as if. <laughs> I missed. They did this, like, sort of in the movie, but, like, not correctly, and they didn't do this. I don't think they did this in the musical. I don't remember seeing it. Um, they're in Capture the Flat when... Uh, I think they did do... Ca- a little sliced up, and he goes into the lake, and Annabeth oh. is invisible behind him. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that isn't included. They, like... He's, like, claimed because they mixed the, like, toilet scene and Capture the Flag into one. But I like that scene. I like that little healing scene because everyone's like, ooh, snap. Like, he'd be special. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And also, it's, like, a little, like, Annabeth, I'd be watching you moment where you're like, ooh, there's something going on. She's standing behind him, like, invisible. Why was she? Every breath you You take. take. I was also thinking that. (laughs) The toilet paper guns were not in the book, correct? <laughs> Good observation, Allison. You aren't wrong. <laughs> I loved them, though. I They were one of my favorite parts. I had such a good time. If, if you haven't seen the musical, essentially for when, like, Percy does his big glass of water in the bathroom and then when fighting Ares later, they have these toilet paper things um attached to the end of leaf blowers and like that's the water it's very cool it sounds stupid almost i think repeating it but it works very well a bit it's so cool now that we're thinking about it in terms of like quarantine culture it is particularly <sighs> wasteful looking back wow. but it, it looked good it looked really cool just it, like it was cool. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it was cool because they embraced the silliness of it like yeah. they, they let it yeah. campy and silly and that and that made the audience engage more. They were like, mm-hmm. okay, we understand this isn't like we're walking in knowing this isn't like a Greek tragedy or some sort of like high art. We can just enjoy this and laugh and have a good time. Which yeah. I think this is about. Yeah. Oh, completely. It was nice because like the whole philosophy of the show is like, it's not that deep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm gonna say because I was already scorned by the movie of the St. Louis scene, um, and then I did not get a St. Louis scene in this musical again. Um, I really need this Disney Plus adaption to come through with the St. Louis scene, uh, because I need that St. Louis arch scene so badly. <laughs> I know. I I honestly think that, like, in the Disney Plus adaptation, like, it will pull through, just because, like... I think it'll pull through. It's so big in the book. And I think, aren't they, unless I'm wrong, or unless we don't know yet, aren't they doing the book over a a season? Like, it's like a TV show? I think so, yeah. it's like I think so, but I I don't think anything is really set in stone. Because the thing about television is it takes so long for them to develop stuff, and... They, there was like rumors about what it's going to be when it before it was even confirmed. So it's going to be so much different than what people are thinking it's going to be when it comes out because it's not going to come out for like three years or something like that, especially with Corona now. I can wait. Well, I, I will wait. Older. Yeah. 
What if the kids get... They won't cast the kids yet. They have to develop. They have to write scripts. Then they have to cast. Then they have to film. So the whole, like, Twitter storm about it was just, like, it's in the works. I thought they, like, had a cast and stuff. No, it's confirmed to be produced. Like, picked up. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. If it is, like, over the course of a season, I think that scene will be in there. Because then you can take more time. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a whole episode. And it'll be my favorite episode. Mine will be, it's the Hoover Dam and I was hungry. That line. Oh, well, I was th- I was thinking Lightning Thief specifically, but... Oh, gotcha. That line. It's just, um, line Remember when Neve thought the damn scene was in the Lightning Thief book? I'm just going to bring that up again. I really did. I was... The subject. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I think I kind of did too, actually. It never came. And it's Titan's curse. Hotel, I was like, where's Bianca and Nico? And then they just don't meet him. No, and that's like way no, later. No yeah, I, d- I did that too. Because like just remembering the fact that they were there, I thought we had a little cameo moment. Yeah. There was no cameo moment. Um, Not until way later. Speaking of the Lotus Hotel, I wish they went inside. Because they, they mentioned the Lotus Hotel in the musical during <laughs> Drive. They're just like... There I've it been, is. I've been here for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just like, oh, it's there. But I would have liked for them to go inside. But yeah. think, think of how that would have been staged. It would have been not good. Because think of think of what you had to do. True. You would have true. had to do gambling like and, and like slot machines and like all these people around. And you'd have to like yeah. develop the whole thing that like all of them have been there forever. And that would take so much time. No, I un- I understand like why they didn't do it completely. I completely understand the song drive and why it happens and why it's like a montage scene. Um, it just that makes me sad. Like a road trip song. Yeah, it's yeah their road trip song. Um, oh, I do have to just remind us that this musical does shit on New Jersey, <laughs> and we do applaud it for that. Um, <laughs> this podcast is severely anti New Jersey. Yeah. Even That's it. Of y'all are New Jerseyans. What do you no. call yourselves? What do you call yourselves when you're from New Jersey? I'm glad that Drew also hates New Jersey. I call myself trash. Okay, good. Oh, the refreshing. <laughs> yeah, that's so refreshing. Ah, huh? Drew hates the beach. So we already hate. First like of all, 80%. I don't hate the beach. I hate it here. There's a difference. <laughs> you like Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. I, I go there every summer. Oh, we live in. <laughs> we are from. <laughs> we are from Maryland. Are you actually? Both yeah, Alton and I are from Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland, like that. Exactly. No, like we uh, go there. Oh, I go there every summer with my family. That's our Ocean City. Nothing yeah, but respect for my Ocean City. Mine too. No Ocean City, New Jersey trash. She's trash. <laughs> Thank you. This Maryland validation up in this house. Wow. What's the song? They're like they're lost in New Jersey. Lost in the woods, somewhere. New Jersey, and we're never gonna make it to LA. We're lost, and I think there's something moving. Oh wow! The squirrel, the squirrel that was actually a dog in the book, and I didn't even. Yeah, it's a poodle. It was a poodle. Yeah, a pink poodle. True. I always think of it as blue, and I don't know why. It's a very weird name. It had like a. It was like. Yeah. It was like Pompadour or something really like. I thought it was Ponzius, but that's not correct. <laughs> it's something oh, like Max, like something really weird Maximus and like French. Tangled horse. You're right. Oh god, I can't remember it. Wait, 
Oh, wait. <laughs> Allison's <laughs> memory is literally Teflon. Like, how does this girl remember everything? <laughs> you, you, rem- you, you guys remember the name of the horse? Gladiola. 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 <laughs> Bless you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gladiola. It sounds like a terminal disease. Well, it sounds yeah. like areola. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a mix of gladiator and areola, like a half-blood. Get better. <gasps> Is that fun? Is that like a fun thing? <laughs> it was my a cute dad, reference. My dad's a gladiator, but my mom's an areola. <laughs> oh, my God. And I can't go to Hogwarts without being making fun of. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Is there anything else? Wait, that's so interesting. I never thought about that. Half-bloods are a Percy Jackson and a Harry Potter thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I, like, knew that in my mind, but I didn't... I just made that fusion right there, and then... Oh, like, half-blood, mud-blood. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. It's your choice of slur, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, half-blood's not really a slur. Mud-blood is. Half-blood's, like, just identifier. Know, but, like, if within the Harry Potter universe, like, if you were to go up and be, like, half-blood to someone, it would, like, not be nice. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, yeah. Like, I would call myself gay, but if I went up to Neve and was like, gay, then it's mean. Because she's not. <laughs> I, Wait, I feel like that's so different from what we're talking about. No, I, it's not. You had me in the first half there. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> like... Uh, you, I was with you all the way. I just like didn't know where we were gonna end up. <laughs> wow, I mean, what a comparison! I didn't know if I, it was better to sh- choose a straight person or a gay person for the example. Um, <laughs> I had a 50 50 shot with it. <laughs> oh. I um, mean, when I call Neve gay, it's usually a celebratory thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's gay, good job. Because usually it's like aggressively straight to the point where you have to like reel it in. Like you're like, okay, <laughs> we got it. Hot Topic is a great store, but like, oh, hot hair is. I really yeah. defend myself, but I dyed my hair purple last night. So <laughs> no, yeah, Neve is the token straight host on our podcast. She is. <laughs> like honestly, within all Percy Jackson podcasts, she is. One of the few straight hosts. <laughs> That's true. You guys let her dye her hair and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> let her? No one stop her. People don't have a lot. Let them do this. <laughs> they they don't have a lot of fun. They can't Period. do That's true. Allison, it's time to dye your hair. I will not. <laughs> oh you can have fun. <laughs> so the lightning thief musical. <laughs> Right. Oh, wow. Did you have any other queries? Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> she oh didn't. My get- <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that one. sounds like a slur. Well, coming from you, but no one knows who the voices are. If Allison was like, "Oh, you queries," that would be a slur. If I said, "Oh, you queries," it's just fun. I know the word for questions, but a little thing. No, I know, I know. It was just funny. That's- Oh my god! I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> well, I don't have any more of I them. Question. Wait, wait, question. I think. So, 
our last offerings for the lightning thief. I know that last week in our episode, we said that was going to be our last offerings for the lightning thief, but we decided to do it for the musical too, though. These don't count for our total for the book, which we recounted at the end of last episode. This is like just for the musical, just for consistency, honestly. (laughs) Um, Who wants to go first? It's me, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm going to give an offering for Rob Rocky, um, the uh, writer of the music and lyrics uh, for the musical, because uh, just the music is so good in this show, and I enjoy listening to it, um, besides their sign in the prologue. (laughs) As we've established earlier on in this episode. Oh, okay, so it can kind of just be... I see. Okay, so um, I'm going to give a quick offering to Chris McCarroll just because he did a good job. Um, he's probably, I mean, everyone that's a performer is out of a job right now. I hope he's doing well, and I'm sure he is. He's blonde. He's really? Blonde. Yeah. Oh, he look good as he's blonde. blonde or blind? Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> he bleached his hair like every other gay in quarantine. Every other gay. Wow, you really gotta work. We really gotta work on our speech. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I mean, he would need a lot more offerings if he was blind. Okay. Freudian. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Well, anyway, yeah. Ava. Okay, <laughs> I have two quick ones. One that's just sort of like ah, uh, what could have been. Um, I wish the Luke and Aries track did not include Gabe. I really wish it didn't because it would be so epic if the actor didn't have to play Gabe. Um, okay. Number two is for Carrie Compier because I just think she's so amazing and deserves every role on Broadway ever period. She's like the original, like Oracle, like Sally Jackson, um, or one of the originals. I don't necessarily know all the development stages, but she's, I just think she's a star <laughs> and her voice is killer and she deserves more recognition. Nice. Drew. Um, I just I just looked it up because I wanted to make sure. <laughs> but um, I want to give props to the director, who's Stephen Brackett. Um, mm-hmm. I think the way or the idea of staging it, first, the idea of doing a good adaptation, first of all, thumbs up. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> but um, I think also the idea of maintaining the campy and fun vibe of the books while also leaving in the heart and soul of the message that follows within the books is so hard, but they did it so well. And he did it so well, like adapting it for the stage that I think that's an amazing job. I also want to give props to George Salazar. He went off, love his character work throughout the entire musical. Love him. Only good part of be more chill. Won't get into that. Um, Anyway, on to the be more chill, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to give an offering to the character of Clarice because she has such a different role in this musical that like I really like because like she's clearly like she she has a lot of the same attributes as she did in the book but because Percy narrates the book she's very villainous Mm -hmm. in the book you know she's described as like ugly and like awful and terrible and mean all the time and like yeah a bully. Percy's going to see her yeah. that way. But 
I find it interesting that the musical gives her like this badass song, like right in the beginning of the like the middle of the first act, where like she has this moment to like really shine and stuff. So I just really like how she's portrayed in the musical. Hell yeah. Nice. Places, everyone. Thank you, places. I already started recording, but that's all for this week. Tune in next week because we will be starting the Sea of Monsters. So we'll be reading the first two chapters of the Sea of Monsters, and I could not tell you what they're called, but we will find that out. We want to give a quick shout out and thank you to our very first patron, Ashley. Um, who is a good friend of mine. We really appreciate it. And yeah, go check out our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of content and a lot of new content that's getting posted just this week, actually. So go check it out. Ooh. Ooh. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media. We're on every platform at Return to Camp. We have a Patreon, as mentioned previous, and a Redbubble store, as mentioned previously. And if you want to follow our guests on social media... You can follow me on Instagram at drew.t.e. You can follow me on Instagram at Allison underscore mince if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And see you next week. Bye. 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 I won't.